Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is we, we are it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. You're playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened by shrinking so other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that's within us. It is not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. <clears throat> That's not B.J. Palmer. That was Marion Williamson. I love that quote <clears throat> because it really illustrates to me, like, most of us have some sort of a fear, whether it's a fear of success, it's a fear of failure, it's some kind of a fear. And the biggest fear, according to her, is that we feel inadequate. Right? We feel inadequate, but it's really that we are, the power that we have is so immense. Think about, I mean, if you could just put yourself in your future shoes just for a minute and think about the amazing things that you're going to do with kids, with adults, with pregnant mamas, with athletes, with geriatrics, it is astonishing what you're going to do with your hands. It is absolutely astonishing. You may not realize it yet. Maybe it's just too early on. Maybe you haven't seen a whole lot of amazing things. But I'm telling you, when you are in my position and you look back over the years and you see the thousands and thousands of people that you've reached and the, all the kids that you've taken care of and all the pregnant mamas that you've taken care of and all the amazing stories. I can just go story after story after story watching these kids change under our care. If you can put yourself in that shoe, you'll see that the power that you have, right? Because if you really think about what it is that we do, it looks unbelievably magical from another person's point of view, right? If you really look at that from a mom or a dad's point of view, if you watch a kid who isn't walking and now suddenly a couple of adjustments, this kid starts walking, you watch a kid who isn't talking and now after several months of adjustments, is talking, and he's been four years old, he should have been talking three years ago, right? And the kid who wasn't walking is four years old, he should have been walking three years ago. You look at that kind of stuff, and you, and what you do is you're touching kids, you know, on their neck, and touching here and there, and, and now they're doing amazing things. It's like, holy cow, you look like a magician, you really do. Because it, nobody can, they can't explain this to themselves, and you can explain, well, you know, the brain, and the nervous system have to be connected. If you're disconnected, you're not going to have the best functioning. My goal is to make that child function or make your body function as good as it can. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to do. And if, But here's to me the key thing. The thing that we need to talk to our patients more than anything else is the idea of patience. We need to, we need to tell them about patience. And I don't mean patients like the patients that you have in clinic. I mean patients like they need to have patients. If they want quick results, it's not going to happen, especially with kids. <clears throat> Maybe you'll have one back pain. Sometimes you get one adjustment, so it will feel better, and that's nice, right? But when you're talking about kids on the spectrum, when you're talking about kids with ADHD, you're talking about kids with learning disorders, <clears throat> you have a whole different ballgame that you're dealing with. And now, it's, instead of just <clears throat> having to work with a small area 
where there's a back pain related issue, now you're working with a global brain challenge. So in order to help that global brain challenge, it's gonna take time to shift that pattern. To shift the pattern. And that's what you need to explain to these people, is to your, your parents <clears throat> that you're dealing with, that we have to shift a pattern. When your little one comes into our practice, that little one has a pattern. One of my favorite patterns, and the easiest pattern for you guys to look at, is posture. Almost 100% of people today, but especially kids who are neurodivergent, who are on the spectrum, ADHD, learning disorders, etc., there's something going on with their posture. And as an example, we had a, a child on the spectrum, actually two of them came in on Monday. Both of them had the same exact posture, which is almost what I see all the time, which is a high shoulder and a high hip on one side. Now, so they, 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 they're literally walking like with, the, not say the left always, but left shoulder, left hip, high like this. And you know what that's called? It's called a defensive posture. And why are they in defense? Why are they in defense? Because the world seems to be out to get them all the time. When you're on the spectrum, noise, like we hear the noise of the air conditioning, or the noise of fluorescent lights, that is extremely irritating to them. So that it makes like, if you went into some place that was, had some really irritating noise, you'd be kind of cringing a little bit too. So that's what they feel like. But kids on the spectrum especially, they feel this 24 seven, all the time. That's why they have trouble sleeping. That's why they have trouble eating. Because you, you don't, if you're feeling like defensive like this, do you feel like eating? You know, if you're really upset, you don't usually feel like eating if you're frightened about something. So that's what we look at. And what you tell the parents is, in order to help this child, what happens is when they wake up in the morning, this is what happens. Their eyes open and click, their shoulder goes up. Click, their hip goes up. Everything goes, it goes back into their posture that they have remembered from the day before. And if you do nothing different, then you will get nothing different. So what we have to do is we have to change what, it, what their input is. And we change their input, then you change the output. But if you don't change the input, nothing changes. And that's what we have to tell our patients. We have to tell, and this is even if someone with back pain. Someone with back pain comes in yesterday with an like this, and she said, what's wrong with me? And I said, well, you're, you're, this is the pattern your body's put you in. This is your defensive pattern. Your body thinks this is normal. You, you wake up and you're like in this kind of pattern. She said, I've been like this for a couple weeks. I said, yeah, because you're stuck in a pattern. And until you unstuck that pattern, until you teach your body a new pattern, then you'll stay in that pattern. Or a different pattern will overgrow over that pattern and will compensate away from that pattern, but you'll still have that pattern on top of a pattern, on top of a pattern, it's like layers of an onion. So we need to, to illustrate this, that it takes time to change this kind of stuff, and that's all about patience. So when we talk to our, our patients about patients, we need to explain to them that it's going to take time. This is going to take time to rearrange the, the way your brain is operating is not a quick fix. If, and I always tell patients, uh, whether there's a back pain person or it's a child on the spectrum or anything in between, I tell them, if you're looking for a quick fix, you're in, not in the right place. You're not in the right place. If you want something quick, this is not the answer. Something quick is, you can take an aspirin, you can take Tylenol, that's quick. But that doesn't fix anything. That doesn't change your pattern. All it does is keep you much stuck in that pattern for another six hours, another eight hours, another 24 hours. We need to change that pattern. <clears throat> so what is it that we have 
to give these patients that's more than anything else is to un the understanding that once you change the pattern, you change the brain. When you change the brain, that's a neuroplastic change. If you change neuroplasticity, now you can change that person's rest of their life. So my job isn't just about how do they feel. You've heard me say this before. My job is how are they healing? Not just feeling, it's about healing. And that is all about patience because it takes a while to get that change to occur. And that's what most chiropractors are afraid of saying to their patients. Most chiropractors, what is it? A typical chiropractic recommendation for care? Uh, come in a couple of times and we'll see how you're doing. Let's, let's just see how it goes. There's no measurement. There's no like, you know, numerical quantification or anything, except for like an asymmetry pain scale. How are you feeling today on a, a scale of one to 10? That's, that's not a measurement. That's not a measurement. To me, measurements are neurological measurements that you measure, not that they say, right? They say, well, uh, I feel a 10 out of 10. So you feel a 10 out of 10. Do you know what 10 out of 10 actually means? That means like crippling pain, can't move. But how many patients will say, oh, I have an 10, this is the worst it's ever been. And they're standing talking to me. Mm, probably isn't really a 10. Now it's a 10 in their book game, maybe, right? But that's, that's how unreliable that is. How are you feeling? But how are you feeling is very reliable because I'm measuring it. I'm measuring their posture, I'm measuring their balance, I'm measuring neurological tests, I'm measuring orthopedic tests, I'm measuring posture, I'm measuring all these different things, and these measurements give me numerical numbers, and those numbers now can be translated to say, okay, this is where you were, this is where you are. But that takes time, and that's what we need to tell our patients, is our patients need to understand the value of just like anything else, like the, the simplest analogy you can give. If you cut your finger, it's not gonna be healed up by tomorrow, right? And you may have a scab by tomorrow, but it's not gonna completely heal until the body heals everything and, and replaces all the things that were cut and injured with all the new things. It takes time, it's just the way it is. So when you read something like this, we are powerful beyond measure because what we do is we use our hands to adjust our patients but we also use our brains to explain to our patients, right? So we have the hands, and then we have our head, and then we have our heart, right? The heart space that's behind all this. So we put those three things together, and that's what really makes a great chiropractor, is putting those three things together.